Today on Gamerhead Radio, Autobots transform and roll out. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome to Gamerhead Radio. I am, of course, Viking Jesus Mike Nimitz, the man that's not going to make a 69 joke, no matter how badly some people in this room want me to. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, it's episode 69, and Charlie has been very adamant in making sure that I knew that the entire recording process today. But it's been proven that sex sells. Oh, I'm going on a whole different thing. I'm like, oh, sweet, the show's got cancer. What? (laughs) What? What? Astrological sign. Looks like a 69. Oh, that cancer. <laughs> you know, it's a good cancer. <laughs> anyway, and joining me today <laughs> at Viking Jesus and Friends <laughs> is the man that's making astrological jokes along with pathological jokes is Goat. That's right. I can be the lamb chop of this bitch. <laughs> I'm putting that on Facebook no later. No one's sticking their hand up my ass, though. I'm not playing puppets. <laughs> Um, um, before I forget, um, that's not the hole we use. Before I forget, <laughs> I just forgot everything. <laughs> Go before I forget. You know that your game is getting a physical release in the U.S. in the middle of the in the middle of July. Good. That means Sarnberg can stop yelling at me to buy a freaking PC. <laughs> well, well it, it it'll PC be only? physical PC, but yeah, but Damn it's only it. ten bucks, so that's a box you'll probably want on your shelf. We all still be buy it. It'll be unopened, yeah. and in twenty years, it'll be like, remember this game? Fifty cents, people, eBay, all day. <laughs> <laughs> Limited edition, sealed. And over here, the man with surprisingly snazzy hair today is uh, the Technotronic Corn himself, Mr. Charlie Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I didn't even do it. I got out of the shower before you guys got here. It just, it just it looks nice. And... Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, um, I'm uh, way more put together than I expected to be for uh, drinking beer all day yesterday. That's not an exaggeration, folks. He was drinking beer all day yesterday. Not a ton, maybe across a ton? two Across two states, even. <laughs> He was just stumbling over constantly down the interstate. It's like, wait, there's beer over there. I get, I got this. <laughs> no, there was a bus for that. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I was, I was legitimately surprised when he answered the door with pants on. I was like, <laughs> we're, uh, we're way ahead of the curve that I thought. So when did he lose his pants between you getting here and me getting here? Oh. <laughs> Back to that 69 thing. <laughs> I'm glad I came late today. Um, <laughs> oh, really? That's what you say? <laughs> well, you know. Um, yeah, moving on. So, yeah, uh, nothing big happening in the gaming industry this week. Not even a lot of huge releases. We're not going to see any big releases until um, end of August, really. Um, we'll see a bunch of ports and a bunch of indie games. And the Steam sales, are they're, today's their last day, but, you know. Now that I think about it, and I, my, my, I, I did, I did good for the Steam sales. I usually never partake in them, but I, I clocked in at a total of forty-two dollars. Um, how many games? Uh, one, two, three, six, I think. Oh, uh, six or seven. Okay. I got. And, do you uh, anticipate on playing all these games? Because I know, like, the big joke about Steam sales is everybody buys more games than they'll ever play. No, I, I've, I've already finished two of them. Oh, okay. Um, 
I, I finished. Um, well, uh, well, let's get into that then. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're going first. So, you're Mike, not, what, I'm going first. Mike, time. what have you been playing this week? <laughs> I play, um, first, first of all, momentous occasion. I played and finished Watch Dogs. Thank God, that's over. You know, there was like a five minutes period where I thought to myself, "My God, I might actually finish a game before Mike." <laughs> nope. <laughs> Was this yesterday? On the bus? <laughs> <laughs> no, Excuse this... me, sir. I've never met you before, but I'm going to finish Watch Dogs before Mike. <laughs> Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> What's a Watch Dogs? <laughs> no, it was, it was back when you were first talking about the bug, and yeah. I thought, oh, hey, I have a shot. <laughs> oh, you were thinking, oh, I could be gonna, a contender. He's not able to play this game he's been really looking forward to is, I might beat a game before him. Fuck him. <laughs> Without the last part, because that's not my... That's it just my seems story. like a G.I. Joe moment. You, too, can make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, if they hadn't been able to to save my save, um, then I wouldn't have played it until like a complete edition came out. And you probably would have finished it before me, but... Mm. They managed to actually do their job very well, so I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yay! Everybody, stop complaining. Yay! I, I'm done complaining. I never. I wasn't referring to you. I'm I referring know. Referring to the internet. I know. I'm. I'm trying to set an example. Yeah, I know. I'm telling the internet to stop complaining. I know that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. Give us four weeks or something to do. That's. True. <laughs> um, so I finished Wash Dogs. Um, Wash Dogs. Wash Dogs. That's the sequel. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Steam sales. <laughs> <laughs> I finished Watch Dogs. Um, I got Gone Home from the Steam sales. Uh, hmm. Very short game, only about two hours long. Um, it's it's like a it's it's another like first person exploration game. You come home from like a European trip, and your parents are out on an anniversary vacation, and your sister leaves a note that says, "If you figure out what happened, don't tell mom." Um, and then you go around finding like journal entries from her, and you find out what happened, and it's all very well put together. There's no combat. There's no other characters. There's it's literally just you exploring every little nook and cranny of this house but it's really um it, it's really put together and the storytelling is phenomenal so yes. I, i'm 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 a big fan um also been playing uh kentucky route zero which is um <laughs> as i said on facebook the other day is a really weird fucking game and then charlie's like go on i'm like no no no, not a weird fucking game <laughs> I, I, I still want you to explain what you mean by that it's a it's a point and click game which, okay. I, which i'm okay with um like oh, like like Monkey like, Island, kind of like kind of like, like Monkey Island, Walking Dead, you know, stuff like that. Um, but it's really like out there. Like I, I feel like I have to be on some kind of drug in order to be able to understand everything that's going on because a lot of the dialogue like won't make sense and people will, like keep dragging on and stuff like that. And then suddenly like you'll be talking to this brand new character and they'll know everything that's going on and they like know your name and they know that you've been like the whole story is that you're this guy trying to deliver an antique um, for an antique delivery service, apparently. Okay. And he's lost, and he's trying to find this place, and he asks, he keeps asking people for directions, and they're just like, oh yeah, you have to go down the zero, which is apparently Kentucky Route Zero, that's where it comes from. And they're like, yeah, you gotta go down the zero to get to this road and stuff like that, and then he keeps like, okay, how do I get to the zero? And he's like, and everyone's just like, you'll find it. <laughs> okay, so it's it's split up into five acts, only three of them I'm are sorry, out. I'm sorry, does this guy not own a smartphone? I think it takes place in the early 90s. So, no, he doesn't. Does this guy not own a Garmin? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Is this guy not able able of buying a map? I'm confused. Oh, he, he's... he's 
Shut up, Charlie. There <laughs> seems to be some plot holes here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's decent so far. I mean, it's really weird. It's really artistic, though. Mm. There are some parts that are, like, what's really cool is that you start, like, gathering characters later on. And then in the dialogue trees and stuff like that, you might not even be talking, like, as the character you start out with. You might start speaking as, like, other people. And it, it, it's really kind of cool how it huh. works out. But it's still really weird. Um, among the other things I bought for the, through the Steam sales were To the Moon, uh, Goat Simulator, because, you know, felt obligated at this point. Sure. Um, also, uh, I finally own a copy of the Banner Saga. I figured, you know, I'm in the credits. I should probably own the game and play it at some point. I, I uh, Real quick, I, I read that um, apparently Banner Saga, Banner Saga is coming to mobile, so I might actually play it too. But, yeah, it's coming to all sorts of tablets and so on. Yeah, so. They, uh, Android and, um, and uh, iPad, so yeah. It's coming to Windows Tablet too, which I was kind of kicking myself oh, at because right. I literally bought it on the oh. Steam sale, and I was just like, "Oh, could have got the tablet." Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what I played. Goat, what did you play? Uh, <laughs> hold on. Been that kind of week, huh? Yeah. Charlie, I, uh, what did you play? <laughs> uh, just a little bit of Watch Dogs. Um, I, you know, we are continuing along the whole adventure of packing and moving and yada yada yada. So not a lot of So you're going to be playing a lot of physical Tetris. Yeah, again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I've I've said this multiple times. Of Tetris, if has done wonders for my um, my spatial orientation. Um, or like capabilities of like packing cars and everything like that. Apparently, I'm, I'm really good at it. So I, I, I think you just got to make sure not to hit down before you've turned things at the correct angle. Fortunately, I'm not actually doing it with a controller. So <laughs> all of that would be awesome. I'm going to start a moving company that's like Tetris moving. And it'll just have Tetris blocks on the side. And if they need you to provide boxes, all of them will be shaped like Tetraminos or whatever the hell they're called. Um, okay, yeah, you have fun with that. <laughs> you were with me until the boxes. I was like, eh. <laughs> it's a gimmick. I'll, I'll rip that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, not too, not, not, not too much else going on with me and uh, gaming right now. Cool. Go, do you remember what you were playing? Yes, I do. You just put me on the spot, which is weird because you always do. Uh, <laughs> did some pinball. They released a Deadpool pinball table for oh, God. Uh, Pinball FX2. Of course it's they did. Fucking hilarious. How many tables are on that game now? Uh, Dozens. Shit ton? Yeah. Dozens. No, no, it's it's pat we're clearly in a shit ton. <laughs> oh, okay. Like there's like five screens of like probably twenty tables per screen. Because I, so I, I know there's a bunch of Marvel ones or some Star Wars there's, ones. There's, there's Marvel, there's Avengers, there's there's a Plants vs. Zombies one, I yeah, think. There's, yeah, then there's like the Deadpool, who's also Marvel, but isn't. And then there's... Do Rocky they also have the Star Wars tables, or is that a different yeah, no, entirely? Okay. Have, it's yeah. also a separate thing entirely, yeah. oh. but, they, but they have them if you want to oh, okay, play okay. them in Pinball FX. Nice. It's basically... Pinball FX2 is a freemium, and then you just buy the tables. Right, right. How much are the tables? Three bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah not bad at all. Basically, right. if they ever come out with a complete version, it'll be the most worthwhile complete version ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, will it all fit on a disc at this point? It, it'll fit. <laughs> Probably. But yeah, so I was nice. working on that, and then I started uh, Charlie Murder, which is hilarious and quite fitting for me to play. Well, yeah, it's it's. it's hey, wait, what do, you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> you're in a band, and you're trying to avenge the uh, former member who's trying to take over the world. He was more concerned about the fact that it's called Charlie Murder, and I don't, his name is Charlie. I don't, I don't name these things. I just play them. I was just concerned for my personal safety, is all. Oh no, you have to play it anyways. Because there's an achievement that you have to have. Yeah, apparently there's a um. What, what is it? It's a brewmaster. Yeah, because you have to brew beer. <laughs> And um, it says Charlie Brewmaster 
brew a beer all in an order, and I'm like, I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had for, I had played the demo. I had talked about it back when I played the demo way, mm. way before. And um, now, when you mentioned it, I remember that yeah. now. And well, so, it's yeah. free. I, so, I picked it up. I picked up. Yeah. I've, I've quote unquote bought every single free, um, yep. you know, PlayStation oh, I Network. I that before they change it on Tuesday. Yeah, you can do it should. on your on on computer. You don't even have to be on your console. You can just go to. It'll just, take um, quicker for me to boot up yeah. the console than it does my computer. I mean, like, you can do it well, here before you leave, so you yeah. don't forget is what I'm saying. Well, I won't forget. Well, okay. worth the the, uh, the download time. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's really disorienting because this is usually where I would say <laughs> I've been playing, but I started off this week, so whatever. So anyway, that's what we've been doing this week in games. Let's see what the industry did this week in games. All right, folks, we've got a bit of a light week this week. We've only got three stories instead of five um, because, you know, surprise, uh, immediately after E3. No, I think we can really do this. Happening. I think we can handle this. Uh, 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 top story number five, um, I drank beer yesterday. That's not news, yeah. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who am I kidding? <laughs> um, top story number four, I played a show. What? Yeah. <laughs> this, there you go. Can no, you, not news. Play, play. <laughs> I mean, musician plays show on weekend. Breaking story. Now. <laughs> okay, and number three. <laughs> Coming in <to> number three. <laughs> Um, we knew that Satoru Iwata, the president of Nintendo, missed E3 because of health concerns, but we really didn't hear much other than that. But now we actually know what he's been concerned about. Um, Iwata announced through press release that he wrote himself, apparently, which is kind of cool. Um, and it's odd for an executive to do. Yeah. Um, that he would be missing the annual Nintendo shareholders meeting due to, again, due to health concerns. Apparently, he just had uh, surgery, and, and we we found out what he actually had. Uh, he had a growth on his bile duct. That sounds every kind of awful. Yeah, I'm, I don't like every word in that sentence except for the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that sounds like a shitty Friday. Yeah, well, thankfully, apparently, they caught it really early, so that the doctor, uh, um, well, the doc, his doctor caught it really early, so they were able to operate it and remove it, and you know, provide treatment and stuff like that. But he's still not feeling up to up to snuff with his normal stuff. But he assures everyone that he's been doing what he can from home, which I really admire, actually. Um, well, you know, Japan, they give a shit over there. Yeah. Um, he's been doing what he can from home, and he's ready to return to work within the next few weeks because he's, he's starting to get back up to his normal strength. But I, I, and, and, and this, this was really cool because when I saw this story on the Internet, you could see like everyone in the comment sections. This is the only person with health concerns I've seen in the video game industry that everyone's universally like, oh, wow, I hope he gets better. Yeah. Like usually some, like, usually some people, like if it was Cliff Blazinski or something, someone would be like, good, the Gears game sucks. He yeah. deserves it. Yeah. is like, I don't think there's a person who can hate Iwata. And you know what was really funny about the press release? What? Even in the press release, it said, please understand, I'm just going to need a little more time in order to get back to work, which are two of his trademarks in Nintendo Directs. And I'm like, oh my god, he's so self-aware of his own memes. It's it's the greatest thing. Uh, you, uh, sir, you will never hear this, but... <laughs> <laughs> can I not be the only one clapping right now, please? Can I, can I please? Thanks. That's not what happened to Houston either. What is <laughs> <laughs> a workhorse? <laughs> that's, so that's pretty great. 
Yeah, so so Iwata, we hope you uh, have a speedy recovery and you'll get right back to kicking Reggie's ass in no time. Or did he? Or was it Reggie that won? I don't know. Whatever. Um, coming in at number two, you remember Crytek? I do. They like, made a really crappy game for the Xbox One. Yeah, and they made several good games um, before that. Literally everything they made was good. They also yeah. famous, of course, for um, Crisis. And uh, before they were Crytek, when they were Free Radical games, um, they did the Time Splitters games. Oh yeah, I forgot that was uh, that, that was those guys. Yeah, well they changed their name, so everyone's just like, huh, who? Um, yeah. Everyone keeps wanting them to do redo time splitters in the Cry Engine, and everyone's just like, that seems a little weird. But anyway, um, so Crytek might be in big financial trouble. According to internal reports, uh, about 100 employees have left the company within the past three months. Um, all, they also canceled a work-in-progress sequel to Rise, which was the game that Charlie was referring to, which came out for Xbox One and wasn't very good. Um there are reports of employees being paid late, sometimes by several months. Um, the anonymous source also said that development for Rise was a disaster, and I'm honestly not really surprised, considering all the like PR nightmares we saw about. Like, do you remember the tweet that showed up on the? Um, there was a tweet that showed up on. I can't remember which official Twitter account it was, but it was saying something like. Um, our developers during crunch time, which is oh, right. our developers during crunch time, have consumed enough food in order to speed the, uh, to feed the entire Roman army six times over for three months, and everyone's just like, "You're making light of crunch time, which is a thing that shouldn't even exist in the video game industry." So yeah, for, for those of you who aren't aware, um, crunch time in the video game industry is where um, you're coming up on a deadline for development of a game that has to be finished, and usually people are putting in like. You know, 20-hour days, if not more, in order to get stuff done. They don't see their families. They don't see a lot of sleep. They don't just... It's nuts. And the sleep that they do take is at the office. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the kind of thing where they don't see their families for a couple weeks just because they're doing everything they can. And it, it, yeah. it's, it sucks, but it's unfortunately a part of the industry. Do, do we think that... Um, do we think that Rise might have anything to do with the fact that Crytek's not doing well since it wasn't very well received? Well, so, I mean, well, let's take other games into account here. So, I mean, like, what about, like, uh, The Last Crisis? Like, how well did that sell? Uh, relatively well. I mean, it was published by EA, so they had a marketing campaign like nuts. <laughs> See, and, and that, that's kind of what I expected you to say. Um, it, it's, it seems like the rest of the games that they've done have sold fine. Yeah. And so it seems like Rise is the exception here. And so um, I think because they made a game that cost a crap ton of money mm-hmm. that was exclusive to a brand new console that not many not many people have and <laughs> i just mean because it's was just launched right um and uh yeah i think it was i think it was just a really bad equation there um i i i might be going out on a limb when i say this but i i, I kind of feel like microsoft should step up and say like kind of bail them out a little bit i don't know they should but especially since they were apparently working on rise 2 but i mean microsoft doesn't seem like the kind of company that would do anything in goodwill towards that you know Uh, i mean i don't really have any sort of uh, push one way or the other on that opinion i'm not not sure what i think about that i don't know what do you think any opinions on rise being the issue here well i yes and no yes because I, i agree with both of you like the whole hey Here's a new game. Here's a new system. Go forth into the unknown. And if if Microsoft was going to bail them out, they should have done it initially. Yeah. And put Rise as a bundle with it. 
be like, hey, you buy an Xbox One, you get Rise, an exclusive. Yeah. And then they would have got all the sales with the consoles that are being sold as they're being sold. So now I think it's like they're, I don't know, it's too far gone. Like what's been done has been done. And now, unfortunately, I think Deck's going to get the shit into the stick on it. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, Rise was like supposed to be the game that everyone was supposed to pick up on Xbox One. And then reviews started coming out and everyone was just like, it's too short. The gameplay is lame. You know, there's really not a whole lot of depth to it at all. It makes a great tech demo, but spending 60 bucks on a tech demo, only Mike does that when he has to buy a Metal Gear Solid game. Um, <laughs> but and, yeah. and they should have seen that. They should have seen that and threw it in a bundle. Yeah, probably. Like what happened to back in the day when you got... Your new system and a game for it. At least a demo disc or yeah. something. I guess in the age of the internet, you don't need to have a demo disc anymore because you can download demos, except from the th- Xbox One where there's like no demos. But, <laughs> You've um, noticed that too? Uh huh. There's like two the only, demos. The only way that I found to get to the demos is to say <laughs> Xbox, Bing, Xbox demos. Bing demos. And we apologize for anyone who's listening to this on loudspeakers right now. <laughs> we just Aaron Pauled your Xbox. <laughs> no, no, we're not sorry. We're not sorry because now they see all the demos they've been missing. <laughs> I'm going to be listening to this for QA a couple days from now, and I'll, be, I'll like have Netflix on, and then suddenly you'll be like, no, 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 no. I've done that every time we've said <laughs> Every single time. All right, let's listen to your podcast. And la, 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 okay. <laughs> I remember when we, were, when we did the live episode, mm-hmm. and I was going through the live episode and stuff like that, and I had, I had my Xbox on at the time, and it was doing all the commands and stuff like that. I was half impressed. But half no 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 no. Xbox, stop it! Stop it! Don't listen to fake me, which was actual me, just in the past. They should they should come out with a, an Xbox newspaper command, so you can just say newspaper and be like no. <laughs> just pops Xbox, a little screen. Bad, yeah. bad. What did you do? What did you do? And just shows a dog peeing on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, out of the rabbit hole, guys. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, our, you know. Our, uh, what question. happened with Rise? Their what games have been so good. Like, how did Rise be so How, how See, was it so Rise crappy? Rise apparently has been troubled in development. Because remember, they announced it years ago when yeah, it was still supposed true. to be when it was still supposed to be like a 360 game. It was supposed to be a big deal for the Kinect on 360. And I remember it. And you can still kind of tell when you play through Rise. You can tell that it was supposed to be like, you know certain motions in order to do like the slow motion executions and stuff like that and you can tell that it doesn't quite move up to the controller very well so so yeah i remember i remember seeing that now yeah so that would probably explain it too that one of those those games that missed its window and just tried the new window without what it originally had and it just just i think it it might have jumbled i think it just might have been one of those cases where they thought they had a great idea but they didn't have anything to build on it you know and it's like a guy Wanted a car, but then he bought a boat. <laughs> oh, that was... and then he realized that oh, I this still is... don't own a car. How am I getting this boat home? And so the, the, no. <laughs> just sit in the middle of the interstate. <laughs> so, the sales, then, so then the salesman's looking at you funny, like, "Sir, would you like a ride?" So that so that he got wheels and a transmission and an engine and duct taped it all onto the boat. <laughs> And in the end, it was kind of a car, but it just never drove like an actual car would have in the first place. Yeah, unless you move the bikini bottom. Well, 
I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, Today's the day I'm going to pass my boning exam, Mrs. Puff. Can we? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, our best to cry tech because they are a legitimately good game studio. Are you okay over there, Goat? Yeah, that, that thing. Wow. That's direct point. Is For anybody who's trying to pay attention to this podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> Between a light news week, all of us being exhausted and SpongeBob. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob. Uh, coming in at number one, Whew, we've made it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the ESRB have revealed that what they're going to be rating Destiny for when it releases in September, it'll be rated T for Teen, which originally I was going to say was the first first-person shooter to be rated T for Teen since Metroid Prime. However, Charlie was kind enough off-air to prove me wrong. By many, many sm- times. By several <laughs> small games and licensed games that were all shit. <laughs> Hey, 007 Legends was a game that was shit. <laughs> At no point did you say good games. You said any. <sighs> yeah, but um, there definitely have not been many first-person yeah. shooters that were rated T. Which... Well, I mean, when you think about it, it's it's the it's the genre that gets the most flack. It's the one, at least in our you know society and stuff like that. Because how many times has Fox News said, "Oh, it's training our kids to be murderers"? It's like, okay, whatever. I just um, I, I feel like see I I'm obviously I'm not in the heads of the SRB but I, I figure at the very least if you had a game where you're Mr. Space Marine and you're like if uh, if it was like Halo oh, but oh no 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 you're you're a wizard from the moon right <laughs> wizard from the moon and I'm only going after like monsters like no humans ever yeah. like only like orcs and trolls and whatever mm-hmm. and if they made it like like not bloody, not gory at all. Yeah, like I feel like they would be able to get away with a T, but right. That, that's that's where the alpha is. Like uh, at least that's how it was when I played it. There wasn't any blood. I mean, everything. There were there were a couple like humanoid-ish creatures, mm-hmm. but they were all like you know they started doing like really weird like grunting sounds and like alien like language and stuff like that. So is there going to be PvP in Destiny or no? There is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, th- okay. Th- that was that was part of the alpha. It was oh. kind of it was kind of like your typical. Um, like your conquest mode where you have to hold the points and stuff like that. That was at least what I got to oh, play. Okay. Um, I think they added another mode towards the end of the alpha. Um, which it was actually pretty decent. But, I mean, it, it, it. I don't know. Nothing about Destiny is really, really grabbing me yet. And that kind of concerns me considering they've dropped a ton of money on it. I think it's neat just because it's like it's got a neat sci-fi world, and I, I really love when first-person shooters and RPGs kind of combine and stuff like that. Because yeah. I mean, Fallout was great, you know. There Mass was, Fallout was great. Mass Effect was great. You know, you look at those and it's just like, well, these works. These are cool. And but Destiny, I have a feeling that it's just going to be like an MMO that they don't want you to call an MMO, and then. You know, it'll just fall into that group. It it doesn't it doesn't give me the impression that there's going to be any kind of deep story, which is what I'm really looking. I'm really hoping it might. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm right there with you guys because like I, I watch, you know, I've seen Destiny, I've seen the the YouTubeins and all that stuff. Yeah. And honestly, between Destiny and No Man's Sky, I'm way over on No Man's Sky side. Oh, I think it, mm. that's an interesting comparison, but it's a, probably the only real comparison yeah. you can make between games that are on the horizon. Um, I mean, the only other comparison you can really make is like Borderlands and Destiny, which is fair, but Borderlands... Yeah, but, but it's like you're, 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 
genre bending. We'll see. Then. We'll see. <laughs> the, the thing with Borderlands, at least Borderlands has the aesthetic and they have the comedy going for it. Yeah. Destiny is trying to be all like super serious and stuff like that. So I'm not well, a big fan. Borderlands, I don't count because they have a pedigree. Destiny does not. Right. Well, I mean, they do. I mean, the Borderlands games are. You put Borderlands on something, you're good. selling it. You put Destiny, and people are like, the fuck is Destiny? <laughs> yeah, people who aren't paying you, attention. Yeah. yeah. You know that it, You know that if they would, they would put from the creators of Halo, but there's no way Microsoft's going to no. let them. No. Yeah. No. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could call it, you know, Destiny of Borderlands and sell millions of copies, but... <laughs> I need to write Activision and 2K and get the crossover of the century happening. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still skeptical about Destiny. I, I, but we're I, also an alpha. We're also an alpha. I'll be playing the shit out of the beta when it hits yeah. next month. But I th- other I th- than that, where the heck are my notes? Oh, I, there think, they are. Um, I think it'll be okay. I think, you know, a game doesn't need to be rated M to be good, obviously. So, I mean, like, I think... I don't either, but it, it, it makes me worry about I, I think, them I think restricting the, themselves. Well, <laughs> I, see, I think it's... See, you know, keep in mind, if they made it rated M for mature, then they'd be restricting their audience. Yeah, at, at least when they're going this this route, they don't have to. I mean, like, let, I mean, let let's be honest here. Like, ten year olds are buying M rated games anyways because parents don't pay attention, right. don't care, whatever whatever reason. But um, at least if they rated T for teen, they're opening up their potential uh, appropriate audience, whatever you want to say, a whole lot more. And so if it ends up being good enough, mm-hmm. then at least, you know, you, you you potentially then have you know you're adding in. Everybody that's, you know, what, 13 to 17, technically, whatever. Yeah. yeah so. Well, see, I, I, I agree with that. But on the flip side, you know, remember, remember when they added the parental advisory stickers on uh, CDs and stuff like that? And suddenly those were the CDs that everyone wanted because it was kind of like a rebellious kind of thing almost? Well, yeah. That's kind of what the M rating is for video games. And I have a feeling, uh, you know, like... Coach looking at me funny. He, oh, no. He's, he's probably ha- shocked I know about the parental advisory no, stickers. Yeah, when that happened, it was, <laughs> I, I, I have a weird remembrance of that because when, when that happened, um, all my bands, it just that, that, everything I had just had that sticker on it. I never bought anything without it because I didn't listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, there, there are some kids, actually probably more than some, that see that M rating is just like, oh, cool, this is a mature game for mature people like me. And, you know, and, and they'll see the T rating and they'll see a name that they have no idea about because they probably don't pay attention to anything that isn't Call of Duty. And they'll be like, this game sucks, whatever. They'll just see guy on the front with a gun and a cloak. And So what do you think there are more of? Do you think there are more of kids buying M rating games that shouldn't be? Or... Teens buying T-rated games that I don't know how to word the rest of this question. Do you understand what I'm getting at? <laughs> do you understand be. what I'm saying? Like, you think there? Uh, do I think there are more kids buying M-rated games that shouldn't, or more uh, teens that are buying T-rated games legally? <laughs> kind of. Is that what you're kind of saying? I, I guess. Uh, okay. Let me let me. Start. I got it. I got teens it. who are following the rules. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Are there kids? Are there more kids breaking the rules or more people following the rules? Sure, well, yes. Well, Simplify, comes, that's what I'm getting at. When, yes. when it comes to kids, I think there's more people breaking the rules. You think so? But I mean, like, you're on the front lines of video game sales, so I mean, like, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll trust your opinion on the matter. That's definitely what I see. I okay. mean, I can't tell you how many kids come in with, like, grandma or grandpa and is trying to pull the wool over their eyes. It's like, yeah, it's Call of Duty. Oh, it looks like it has guns in it. No, that, it doesn't have guns. I don't know what you're talking about. It's It's got ponies and, <laughs> and bananas. But, but that's, it's all kids. <laughs> Huh? It's all kids. That's what kids do. They I push never did that. You're I, I, a see, strange see, You're dog. sheltered. See, no, 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 no. Well, no, but no. you are. <laughs> yes. 
I was really proud of the way I got my parents to start buying me M-rated games when I was a teenager. Because I actually, like, informed them of everything. Wait, you are that. that. What do you mean you're not that? You just said. <laughs> was there, like, a round table and you brought a PowerPoint? Like, Mom and Dad, I have hit 14. This is my PowerPoint on why I should be able to buy M games. <laughs> you're not too far off. <laughs> no one does that. The, well, more, the, the, the normal household is, Mom, I'm 14. You're still standing here. What can I buy you to get you not to stand here? That M game. Perfect. Great. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've met my mom. You know, she... she, she... Yes, and you live in the freaking Huxtable sitcom house. <laughs> I love your... <laughs> love your parents. They're awesome. But it is like, wow, holy crap, when's Alf going to come out of the closet? <laughs> and then he walks out of the closet. <laughs> you were like the 1%. Oh, like the 1950s, leave it the Beaver family that still exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to think I was a good kid. But. but so, so, so your point was that you didn't dupe your parents into buying you emerald no, games? I you convinced them? them. I, I actually, like, you know, made, I actually made a point to, my dad didn't care. It was all my mom who was buying them anyway. I actually made, like, all these points. It's just like, this is why I can play these games and stuff like that. And my mom was so impressed that I had actually put the time together and uh, to be professional at 13 to want Grand Theft Auto 3. And she's just like, okay, I'll buy you the game, even though the news isn't telling me to. And, and well, yeah, she that's... never she never regretted it. Like I still mention it to this day. I'm just like I'm really glad you trusted me. She's like, well, you know, you're not a dumb kid. <laughs> that's parenting. I did the same thing with my little brother. He was all like, oh, I want to buy what Grand Theft Auto Four. I think it was, and I was like, nah. I've instilled into that you understand this is a video game and it's only a video game. There you go. I don't care. Yeah, but we we know that parents aren't that. Well, it's called parenting. Yeah, no, it's yeah. usually it's like, all right, I bought a 90 inch television. Wants a football game on. Thud, drop that right there. <laughs> if I buy one of these snazzy video game boxes, that'll shut that thing up too. <laughs> Thud. <laughs> oh, and I can do split screen picture in picture. Problem solved. I'm babysitting. <laughs> Wait a minute, if I put a 40 inch television in the kids' room, I don't even have to see them. Yeah. <laughs> and that internet. Yeah, we'll just put one of those in there too. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad I was apparently one of the last kids of last generation to be raised the proper way. You might be the only. Well, yeah. Congratulations! <laughs> Yay! I'm not a fuck-up. <laughs> Yet. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Destiny. Rated T for T. Etc. Anyway. Uh, a throwback and a transition. Speaking of crappy licensed games that we were talking about about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, I know. <laughs> um, up next, I'm reviewing Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark. You won't want to miss this. <laughs> So Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark was announced only a short four months ago, and it came out this past week, um, which didn't spell very high expectations for Transformers nuts like myself, um, because anytime you announce and uh, you go from announcement to release in four months, it just kind of, they're either keeping a secret really well or the game is shit because they rushed it. Not to mention that the big, the Big selling point to Rise of the Dark Spark when it was announced was we're finally combining the Michael Bay Transformers universe with the Cybertron Transformers universe, which is what Transformers fans have been clamoring for for ages. I'm like, no, we haven't. Keep the these are two things that should never be in the same place at the same time ever. And then it was, and it wasn't very good at all. 
That's, that's kind of like saying like, and we finally combined this like grass-fed Kobe beef raised by like you know farmers in Japan that have like you know cared and loved these cows for forever with and McDonald's special <laughs> sauce. <laughs> Oh, uh, I was going with the Mentos and Diet Coke in the same place, but all right. <laughs> Everybody likes your Mentos no, and Diet Coke. Th- but no, people love putting those two things together, let's be honest. Yeah, but the outcome pretty much sounds like this game. <laughs> <laughs> An explosion of soft drinks. Yeah, I'd go with that. A sticky um, mess. <laughs> so, to begin with, you play as multiple Transformers in Rise of the Dark Spark across 14 chapters in the original two Cybertron games, whereas you played through one side of the story and then you played through the other not necessarily you know the same story you would just play like as the decepticons and then the autobots and it would just and it was all perfect the chapters in rise of the dark spark switch back and forth like you start off as an autobot and then the second chapter you're an autobot the third chapter you're a decepticon and and sometimes it's not always easy to remember who is who because sometimes their red or purple leds don't always show um <laughs> And not to mention that there are a couple characters that I've actually never heard of in this Transformers game, so it's like, I don't know who this is supposed to be. I can tell tell already that you're clearly heavily invested in the story in this game, because you were able to keep track of it. Well, see, that's the thing. Um, The story is so simple that it's impossible to not keep track of it. Oh, okay. Um, the, the, The bad guys want the Dark Spark... Which is probably one of the most cliched names in all of video games. Yeah. And movies. And movies. Um, bad guys want the Dark Spark, which are not the Decepticons, actually. The, the, the bad guys are Lockdown and his mercenaries. The, the Decepticons are basically dead. Um, oh. I'm confused. B- basically. Okay. You haven't played the other two games. No, I've played the Cybertron games. Maybe it has to do with the movie. I don't know. It's, it's, it's oh, okay. whatever. All I know is that there's a couple. There's like Starscream is there, and like the Insecticons are there, and that's and then it's like, where's Megatron? Don't fucking know. Sorry. Um, so yeah, already losing me. Um, so Lockdown and his brightly green colored mercenaries want the Dark Spark. Optimus and the Autobots don't want him to have the Dark Spark because he'll use it for bad. No way. That, that's, that, wow, that's the Michael Bay part right there. <laughs> That's the story. Man, I see where they got the Michael Bay just mixed right in there. That's the entire story. Wow. So, so at least it lasted for like a decent amount of time. So, um, you know. No, it, it it didn't. Here's here's let me let me let me let me let me draw you a quick picture. So, I I got the game delivered to my house at 4 p.m. on Monday. Okay. Right? Okay. I played it until a little bit before wrestling was on at about 6.30. So that's two and a half hours. Okay. Wrestling was on from 7 to 10. Okay. After 10, I watched the news at 10.30. I was going to go to bed, and then I'm like, no, I feel like I could finish the game. And so I booted up the game because I, I, I knew there was 14 chapters. I looked at the chapter select ahead of time. I was on chapter like 10 between 4 and 6.30. And so I'm just like, okay. And then and so I boot up the game when I was, before I was going to go to bed. I finished the game by midnight. Oh, so and now by two, two and a half hours and one and a half hours equals about four hours from start to finish. Okay, well, okay, hang on. So I'm a play advocate here. So we've had games before that had really short campaigns. So mm. maybe was there a lot of replayability? Um, 
if you're one of the kinds of people that like to go through extremely linear levels and like to find every tiny little hidden audio log and secret thing, then sure, maybe you can go through the same agonizing, glitchy, ugly as hell levels and get a lot of playability out of it. Oh, so it was short and uh, didn't look good. And uh, okay. and I'm pretty sure it almost froze a couple times. And there were a couple times where I had to restart the levels because an AI character that was the only character that could open a door wouldn't leave the previous room to go to the thing to open the door. There was one instance of one level where I had to reset the game eight times. Oh, my God. And, it still, for... only, and it still only took you four hours to beat it. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> the over-under on glitches, maybe I could cut like half an hour out of the game just by how many times I had to restart it. So, so, so here's the thing. You're, you're probably thinking, but Fall of Cybertron had great multiplayer. You know, you could create your own Transformers. You could get online. You had these big, massive maps that you could change into a vehicle. And it was awesome. That's completely gone in this game. Well, there was my next question. <laughs> so The only multiplayer mode you have is Escalation, which is basically waves of enemies. You know, that, that typical stuff. And you can customize, quote-unquote, the Transformers that are already in the game with perks and weapons and stuff like that. But as far as the fun of creating your own Transformers, you don't get to do that anymore. So, alright, let's just let's get get down to the, to the, the, the level here. Give me percentages of movie game versus real game. Well, see, that I was actually pleasantly surprised with. The only levels that had anything to do with the, like, uh, that were in the movie aesthetic was, were chapters 1, 2, 13, and 14. And, uh, can, can, can you explain? Can you explain how they took the two universes and crammed them together without being spoilery? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Even if I was spoilery, I can't figure out how to. Oh, <laughs> see, that's the thing. So, like, like, I don't like on on Cybertron, like the the Cybertron world and stuff like that. You're fighting what's left of the Decepticons as they're trying to get the Dark Spark and stuff like that, which is all great. It never really. I I can understand how like the first two chapters are supposed to be like what's happening right now. And then it flashes back, starting on chapter three. Chapter three to Cybertron, where all of this is happening and stuff like that, and then it leads up to... It leads up to where you're on Earth again, and you're just following from the beginning point, which is exactly what Fall of Cybertron did, but at least with Fall of Cybertron, it was an, interest, it was an interesting point that they decided to flash back on. Right. This one is just like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna rush a game, and we're gonna reuse all of the assets from the past two games we made, and we're just gonna cram them in there because we don't have time to make our own shit. So are you saying that, like, when you're on Cybertron, Optimus Prime looks like the Cybertron... Like Cybertron Optimus Prime, right. yeah. And just then the exact same character when he makes it to Earth just looks like Bay Prime? Yes. I don't get it. I don't either. I do. I got it. Okay. I got it. <laughs> All right, guys, we're making a movie. We need a game to go with it. All right, we have the beginning and the end. Fill in the rest of the last game. <laughs> He's not too far off, actually. Like as oh. much as as much as I wanted to believe that Rise of the Dark Spark might try to get away from being a cash-in, 
it feels so much like a cash in. Like it feels rushed. It feels unpolished. It feels like I'm surprised they got Peter Cullen to actually do voiceovers for, as Optimus Prime. Quite he's, frankly, I think he's contractually obligated at this point. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm surprised they put Prime in it at all. Like uh, I, I'm surprised they had time to. <laughs> uh, well, and as you mentioned, it, it's it's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. It's bookended. Yeah, blatantly bookended. Right, but see, they didn't have to do that, and and it's it's I don't know. It, it's like I said, I, I I wanted to believe that it wasn't going to be a cash in, but there's everything is just pointing to it to being a cash in, to rushing it out to be released the week of the new movie and stuff like that. But it gets better. Oh. oh. <laughs> how, how? Well, we don't really have a lot. Like, that, that, that could mean anything at this point. <laughs> like, I'm being sarcastic. Okay. Oh, oh, I was okay. like, better or better? So one of the things that made the Cybertron games work so well is that you could level up certain abilities and unlock certain gear by either using certain characters or just by achieving just normal stuff just gaining xp making kills you know getting good shots stuff like that that great system is completely thrown out the window here instead you get uh, you get experience which is still a thing you get experience to get levels each level you get a point you put a point into this little randomizer machine in which you get it goats already giving me the big eyes. Well, you, you put this point into a randomizer machine so it gives you a gearbox and you open up this gearbox and you get either unlockable characters for the escalation mode, you get weapons to put on your guys that you're playing as, either in campaign or escalation mode, or you get these random little one-use perks that might do things like give you more damage for a little bit amount of time. Random gearboxes in a single-player game. <laughs> I am... Wait, whoa. But so wait, whoa. There's, I, th there's there's four tiers of gearboxes. There's the iron ones, the bronze ones, the silver ones, and the gold ones. And it, the higher you go up on the scale, the more likely you are to get, quote, rares, which doesn't seem to actually make a big difference because I got more impressive stuff in the iron and bronze ones than I did in the single gold gearbox that I got for doing, I don't even remember what it was. I don't I, get I want, it. I want the record to show that both Goat and Charlie are looking at me just like confused. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. There, there were so many extra steps there, like the extra gearbox, blah blah blah. Shove this in there, and then the whole like Transformers in Vegas feel there <laughs> with the slot machine bit. I why? It's all I can ask. I I I don't know. I, I can you, hang on. Can you buy DLC that is additional gearboxes? Nope. Oh well, that was my only explanation for this madness. Is that it was it was it was a it was a it was a you know a DLC cash in thing. But yeah, no, it sounds all randomized shit. It sounds like a horrible mini game idea. It is. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. You know what? Minor little thing that pissed me off about the big thing that pissed me off was that when you go into the terminals to change your weapons and restock your gear and stuff like that, it'll tell you in the corners, it's like, hey, you've got three gearboxes to open, but you can't open them right then and there. You have to back out of the terminal, pause the game, go into the gearbox screen. It's just like, why couldn't they just open it there? It's literally the same menu style. <laughs> wow. Like, you couldn't just hit a bumper to pan over to the next panel? Right? It's just... And have a little tab that says, I don't know, gearboxes. And see, this being an Activision published game, you know, it does have its, like, 
set pieces. Of course it does because, you know, that's what Call of Duty is most well known for. It's set mm-hmm. pieces. But these are all the same set pieces from Fall of Cybertron. Like there, oh. like there's a level where you're playing through and the end of the end of the level is where you combine to form Bruticus, which was a whole thing in Fall of Cybertron. There's a level where you play as Grimlock. All of it is exactly the same thing as the level you played as Grimlock in Fall of Cybertron, except now you're playing as Bay Grimlock, not Cybertron Grimlock. Please don't tell me that they were just you reusing art assets in like the level map too. Like it was different though, right? I mean, it's I mean, it's virtually a different game, but you can tell like the Cybertronian characters they com- they just ripped it right out of the block. Right like out like of the, last the, game. the transformation animations, like all of that. Exactly the same. Wow. Yeah, cash in. Yeah. Yeah. Cut, copy, paste, cash. So. Please tell me it's not, it's, at the very least, please tell me this is not a $60 game. It's not. No. Well, that's something at least. But yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, $49.99 on uh, current gen consoles. It's $39.99 on previous gen consoles. Okay. So that, yeah, that is something, but. That's all right. Buy it on previous gen consoles, 10 bucks an hour. Yeah, from what I've seen, by the way, there's absolutely no reason to play it on new consoles. Okay. Absolutely no reason. It looks identical, unless you really want to stream it on Twitch with the (laughs) built-in hardware. (laughs) Then absolutely no reason. You know what also, a little thing that irks me about the game? On the front cover, it has Prime holding a sword. He doesn't use a sword in the entire game. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I hate when the when, this is a pet peeve of mine is when the people who do the cover art for whatever the book, movie, video game, whatever it is, don't know anything about the thing that they're designing the artwork for. Well, see, Prime has a sword in the movie. No, I know, I know, but but yeah. I, it, it's 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 so disappointing. Like I I couldn't, I didn't pay to play the game, and I feel like I got ripped off. <laughs> okay, so then. <laughs> <laughs> that answers a whole bunch of questions. Yeah, yeah, that pretty much summarizes everything else I had left to ask. But I'm gonna ask it anyways. So, as uh, you are a pretty big Transformers fan in yes. general, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like with me, like I'm a pretty big Star Trek fan. Like the Star right. Trek movie game that came out with um, Into Darkness, yeah. was not a great game by any stretch of imagination. But right. I wasn't. I'm enough of a Star Trek fan that at least I enjoyed. Having a little taste of that world, even right. though it didn't taste very good. Um, <laughs> so, same kind of thing. Uh, I guess I'll just put it this way. So, the four and a half whatever hours that you put into it, mm-hmm. are you at least at peace with what you got, whatever that was? Or do you I, want I'm, that time back? I mean, I don't regret spending the time with the game. Because right. the Cybertron games are some of my favorite games of all time. Yep. Just because I think they were probably some of the best games to use a licensed property ever. Um, and I was, I, I've was i been begging for another Cybertron game, or another game like it. Or I've been begging for High Moon to do a Beast Wars game literally for the past three years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I mention it at least once a month here. Yep. Um, and, and I I don't regret the time I spent with the game. I just wish so badly that they were able to put more effort into it. Okay. Um, it worth noting, by the way, folks, um, when I say they were able to put more effort into it, uh, High Moon Studios, who made the other two Transformers games, didn't work on this game. Um, Activision currently has them working on Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Um, this game was developed by Edge of Reality, which, upon looking up their history, they've done a bunch of uh, ports to games that really uh, a lot of people didn't care about. Also, a lot of licensed games for, like, Nickelodeon. 
So that's a misuse of talent, is what that is. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. So th- this was their first. Th- from what I saw, this was the first game, like big game, that they built from the ground up. And unfortunately, you can kind of yeah, tell they didn't build it from the ground up. They stole half of the shit from the last games. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so. so who should play this game? Anyone that's that, and I mean that, starved for a new Transformers game. Because you you would have to be so starved, like crawling in the desert, willing to suck the water out of a cactus, you know, starved. Okay, now what about the other Transformers fans, the ones we don't talk about, the ones who actually like the Bay movies? Should they play this game? No, because there's not enough Bay Bay missions in the game. Okay. The, so then, the, literally, the Bay missions are the sh- in, like, are the shortest levels in the entire game. Okay, yes, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> These guys have managed to make a transform. They have managed to make a Transformers move or Transformers game for no one. <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive, I guess, at the um, at the least. So, good job, guys. Um, <laughs> So then, um, I suppose the answer then is who should not play this game is uh, everyone. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say that. Unless, I mean, unless you are medically required to play another Transformers game now. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I mean, sure, if it's on Steam sale for $2.99 in a couple years, maybe look into it. But wait, 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 wait. Is this... All right. This is the defining moment. Is it games with gold worthy? I'll give it that. Okay. If you're getting it for free, <laughs> you won't hate your time okay. as long as they patch some of the bugs by then. However, I think aren't the vast majority of the free games and on the, 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 the games with gold or the PlayStation Network games, aren't all of those, haven't they all been console exclusives or am I wrong on that? I feel like maybe you're wrong, wrong. on that. I, I, think, okay. I think maybe one game yeah. has been a console exclusive. I would say last it's been month. like Assassin's Creed, yeah. Halo 3, Charlie Same. Murder, which is on multiple platforms. Oh, Charlie Murder? It's not on? Nope. Charlie Murder is Xbox 360. I thought it was. Uh, Dark Souls, Street Fighter. Oh, Sleeping right. Dogs. Right. right. Saints Dogs. Row. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Very wrong. I admit it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ha! How's it feel? You had the one. You would know. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm being a jerk about it. <laughs> but, but Charlie Murder, so you got that going for you. Yeah. yeah. So... And yeah, Halo, uh, and uh, so all the Xbox One games have been console exclusive. Ha ha ha! ha. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't know. Um, anyways, actually, no, they haven't because Spartan Assault <laughs> is on the uh, Surface and the 360. I mean, it's it's the... platform. <laughs> Shut oh, up, Mike! And, and, Viking and, jerk and, uh, face. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. And uh, next month, Guacamole is uh, on PS. <laughs> I'm just gonna drink my beer. <laughs> So, yeah, like I said, I was hoping so hard that this wouldn't be a cash-in game, but they didn't even try to hide it. Chiching. I think we should have that chiching in there. <laughs> I'll Wait. see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Up next, let's see what you guys thought about, what you guys wanted to know about Transformers. So our mailbag question this week, of course, was VJ's reviewing Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark this week, which combines the incredibleness of the Cybertron games with the mess that is the Michael Bay films. What questions do you have about the game? And flawlessly executed was our friend Matt Elfring saying, why the hell would you play that game? (laughs) Um, And my answer to that matches is that I played it, so you don't have to. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You've got four extra hours. Just Jesus Christ, it was such a... God... Anyway, um, 
Uh, Danny says, why did Shia LaBeouf turn into a drunk Broadway idiot? That has nothing to do with Transformers, but it's a good question. Not anymore. <laughs> well, you saw the news story, didn't you? He Which got, he, Shia LaBeouf got arrested um, and booted out of a Broadway show that he was a part of because he was a drunken idiot. Right. Uh, I, I'm just saying, like, that had nothing to do with Transformers. Well, no, no, it does. It has everything to do with Transformers. He ran out of Transformers money. That's why it happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, and Taylor says, how good is it on a scale of one to five base explosions? Um, it's worth none of the base explosions. No, I'm saying something because base explosions. We are, <laughs> are talking about. Uh, well, yeah, when you put it that way, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, he, it's, yeah he didn't say he didn't say base story progression. He said base explosions. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So we could say it's one bay black cat. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Which is just a black cat with a little gasoline. <laughs> And, of course, an email from Songbird this week. Uh, Dear Viking Jesus Goat and Technotronicorn, mailbag recap. Referring to last week's episode, I'm rather disappointed no one mentioned these games released so far at the time. Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, and Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea Part 2. Oh, yeah. Not that they were earth-shattering, but Tropical Freeze is so much better than the previous one. Plus, the return of David Wise composing for said game. And though I didn't care for the stealth, I thought it was interesting how the series wrapped things up. Not to mention the guilt that came with considering uh, the studio's closer. I'll... I'll... Yeah, I'll I'll say that that is all very true. Uh, mailbag non-question. Because I've not seen the movies or played the games, I'm curious, are there any female Transformers I don't even recall seeing or hearing them in trailers or commercials? Um, there's one tra- female Transformer, uh, RC. Let me close that. Do you want me yeah. to close that? I mean, whatever. Whatever. Not bothering me. It's not okay. bothering you. Okay. Uh, there's one female Transformer. Her name is RC. She was a... Uh, motorcycle and she was like supposed to be like a nurse i know she's in the, like the C- i know she's in the the cg transformers uh, series yeah, yeah, yeah um uh there were quite a few female transformers in the beast wars series between black arachnia and air razor and i think i'm missing one but yeah mostly men of course because robots um <laughs> Well, I'm happy to finally see the prototype for Primal Rage 2 come to light. It saddens me I never got to play it on my old Super Nintendo. Who would be the best game developer to make a true sequel? I'm not familiar with Primal Rage. Um, that's not the dinosaur fighting game, is it? It might have been. Um, I think, cool. the, I think the folks who redid Killer Instinct probably did a good job, so I would think they would be the ones to pick it up. Yeah, I, well, but I mean, that was still Rare. Like, Rare redid their own game, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, so who would, who should redo Primal Rage? Yeah, I guess. Um, you would give it to NetherRealm. The the folks who do Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, they've, they've mastered their fighting games and so on. Yeah. I'll, um, yeah. (laughs) Um... While casually walking in a park, you suddenly find a shovel aimed at your face well by, by a knight who challenges you to a duel. Note, not the card game. What unconventional weapon would you use to defeat said opponent? To avoid redundancy, VJ, you can't use either axe. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like there's a joke I'm missing there. Uh, I, she probably knows that I would have used a guitar. Um, which is an unconventional oh, weapon, which right. is why she said axe. you can't use either axe. So, axe. <laughs> so well, I mean, that that would have been my go-to. Um, I don't know. And what is he? He's he's holding a shovel? Uh, she's referring to Shovel Knight, the game that just came out on Wii U oh, last right, week. Right, right. And everything else, I think. Um, so, so you're... you're well, if he's got a shovel, then I guess I would have a, a, a rake. 
<laughs> just to make the duel fair. You could scratch his face, but I don't know if that's actually an effective weapon. Well, I don't know if a shovel is an effective weapon either. I so. hit somebody over the head with it. I mean, well, I could hit someone in the head with a rake. It would, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be like one of the like flexible like leafy rakes. It would be like one of the ones that you see like sideshow Bob step on, and then he goes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. He goes, what? <laughs> he actually did that pretty well both times. Um, <laughs> I would have a, a dual trowels. Because, you know. Du- dual trowels. So you, you'd be, he'd be like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle of gardening. There you go. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that analogy. Goats. Apparently distracted by something, so we're going to leave him out of it. Um, if Michael Bay was to somehow get his hands on game titles to turn into a movie, would there be any? Would there be any he could make that would be acceptable if he didn't outright ruin them? Also, which games would suffer the most with his standards of entertainment? I feel like the Battlefield franchise or the Call of Duty franchise would be right up his alley. Just well, because, yes. just because they're mindless explosions and action and no real plot. Uh, yeah, they're already Michael Bay movies. They're I mean, all, like, uh, just all games. he has to do is just take game footage and cut it up and make a movie out of it. I exactly. Mean, yeah. Um, trying to think, like something a little bit less obvious. Um, well, fine. <laughs> I mean, like it was a good answer. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, uh, you know, it was also the easy answer. So I'm just, uh, I'm trying to think a little bit out of the box. Can you um, imagine if he got his hands on a sports game like Madden or something? Like suddenly, like, like, like someone tackles someone else, and suddenly there's just explosions everywhere, <laughs> and it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, year thirty seventy six. Oh, what was the um, what was the old arcade game? Um, Smash TV. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be. And I need to play that now, except yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't because it's retro and so on. That would be perfect. Yep. Um, which games would suffer the most with the standards of entertainment? I would think any RPG. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say Final Fantasy comes to mind. Neo Kuni comes to mind. The Tales games comes to mind. But those are all JRPGs. So yeah, anything that's story driven whatsoever. Yep. Um, would probably not do too well. Um, thank you, Songbird, for your questions. Of course, we're uh, glad to see you back this week. Um, speaking of which, guys, next week we're going to be talking about indie games, uh, appropriate since I'm going on an indie game binge for some reason or another. Um, I, I feel we should say independent games, because then there's that Indiana Jones thing. And I'm <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, there were a few Indiana Jones games that were good. The, the last one for the Wii was just, it, it was a game for the Wii. Um, <laughs> but it had that little extra game that was really good. The manual? No. No, it's, it came with that... <laughs> It came with a throwback from the side scroll, I remember. Because I didn't play the actual Kings game. I would just play that part. I don't recall that. Mm. I don't either, but I didn't play it, so whatever. <laughs> um, so next week we're talking about indie games. Uh, we'll talk about things like how they're uh, disrupting the industry, apparently, and how they are... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sound like a crazy person. <laughs> um, how much more freedom they get over professionally published games how much if they're more critically acclaimed or if they're more you know if they're more of a risk if they're more you know just anything that you guys think about indie games um we'll probably come up with a more concrete question by friday but that's just the idea we've got rolling off of our heads so far but anyway uh goat any needle shows coming up i say as i remember one of your shows but i don't remember what day (laughs) hold on there's a couple uh, what is it? July. Yeah. All right, we're good here. We got a couple coming up here. Uh, July tenth 
Thursday. Get over it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Abbey down uh, in the city of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we're headlining. As opposed to the other Chicago. Yeah. The first the first time I heard that, I thought he meant the alley. I'm like, really? They have a venue? No. no it's the Abbey. Uh, big, big venue. Uh, we're doing a headline thing there. It's a local showcase. Uh, nice. I think it's like five bucks to get in. Nice. Uh, fun times. Uh, two days later for the West Suburbs fans, uh, we're at Mike and Denise's, a awesome pizza joint with a stage uh, in Aurora, Illinois. I've been there. It's nice. Yes. Uh, I haven't been there. I've seen uh, karaoke there. I, I'm that's technically going to do a adorable. version of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think it's like 10 bucks to get in. Um, don't quote me. Uh, reference the needle page for those kind of figures. Yeah. Uh, and then August 8th, we are back out in Cortland, Illinois for round two of Headlining Cortland Fest. Oh, yeah. 90 minutes of power. And thank God it's at night because those hot lots are hot. Lots. Those lights are hot. Those lights are hot. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and that's about all I got. Cool. Now, now, Charlie, I always feel bad that you don't have anything to mention when Goat and I apparently... Goat almost always has things to mention. I occasionally have things to mention. But you you, you aren't as um, musician-y as you used to be. Yeah. Um, so, so I thought it'd be cool if I asked you if you had a favorite beer over the past week. I love you. <laughs> Who makes that? <laughs> hey oh! Um, okay, all right. I'll, uh, I'll go with this. Um, yes, so so yesterday I mentioned that I took a brewery tour um, up in the uh, great city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, Isn't that like beer capital? Um, well, it depends on how you want to... In the Midwest it is. Well, it, it depends on how you want to define beer capital. Technically, Portland, Oregon has the largest number of breweries per capita. God, you're so, such a nerd. Um, and thank you. Um <laughs> Um, but uh, so yesterday uh, we went to four different breweries up in Wisconsin, up in Milwaukee. We went to Lake French Brewery, uh, Miller Coors, which was we we did tours of both of those breweries, and man, it was a the, the juxtaposition between like the little like craft brewery versus like the gigantic multi warehouse. We had to walk between buildings, like campus. Like it was it was really showed us both sides of the coin. So that was really interesting. Um, and then we went to um, the tasting room from Milwaukee Ale House. Uh, from Milwaukee Brewing Company, and then we went to a little um, small craft called um, Stonefly. Um, oh, all great places. Um, but my favorite beer of the day was the um, uh, at uh, Lakefront their night uh, their uh, coffee stout. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they had it on tap uh, in nitro, which basically means that they in, uh, basically infuse slash inject it with nitrogen as it's dispensed, which gives it like a frothier, foamier consistency. Really. Um, if you're familiar with like Guinness at all, um, you know, like um, if you've seen the commercials or whatever, um, I, I, I say to the guy who's never had a beer in his life. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar with Guinness. Yeah, they, they've got the little, um, yeah, the little book. Uh, <laughs> they do, in fact. Um, I know. Uh, they've got the little uh, capsules in there, so mm-hmm. when you open up the bottles or cans, like there's a little thing they, 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 they call it the widget, but it has a little nitrogen capsule, um, and um, so that it uh, it it then goes up into the beer when you open the container, bottle, or can, and it uh, gives it that consistency. So um, when you when they have it on tap on nitro, as uh, you know, or however you want to say it, um, there there's a little piece in the in the tap line that does that as they pour it so same same kind of thing interesting um and it was delicious um i tried to bring home a growler of it but they explained to me duh because uh, at the time because of the way that it's poured with the nitrogen being put into it it would just be like the nitrogen the effect would be worn off by the time i got it home so it would not stay in a growler well at all so but they did have it in bottles just not with the nitrogen so i did bring a back of that which we're gonna have later by the way Go sweet yep 
Oh, I'm getting beer of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, delicious, delicious stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, if anybody, uh, uh, quick, uh, I'm way taking advantage of this. Which is not <laughs> Whatever. <a premise. laughs> Run with um, it. Um, but I also want to put out a, a, a pseudo plug for Urban Legend Brewing Company. That was our fifth stop of the day. But back home here in Chicago, Westmont to be specific, um, they had their first annual Summerfest yesterday where they released a, um, a version of their mugshot porter that had been aged in Maker's Mark barrels. Um, and so um, if, if you like the, the, the barrel whiskey bourbon aged kind of beers, um, it was delicious and then they also had a um an imperial uh a russian imperial stout i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head um my dad had that and that was also uh quite amazing so um yeah good stuff so for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a year and a half now and had no idea how much of a beer snob that charlie really was hey, whoa, 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 whoa. No, i i i am going to take i'm going to take issue with what you just said beer uh, enthusiasts yes beer <laughs> snobs are the people who like only will drink like one specific thing and like refuse to touch anything else like my uncle Love him to death, but he literally only drinks Miller Lite. He literally has <laughs> hundreds of bottles of Miller Lite in his house and in his fridge. He has a dedicated so Miller Lite fridge. So you, so I am not making this your up. Your skin starts crawling whenever you see him, right? I mean, like, it, like again, I went through Miller Coors yesterday. I've seen now how Miller Lite is made. I went to the Miller Lite tasting room. I went down into the Miller Lite caves. Yes, that's a real thing. Um, <laughs> and um, so, I mean, like, I am very familiar now with Miller Lite. I mean, like... I respect what they're doing. It's just it's not my preference. Cool. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, by all means. Um, so I, I don't have any shows coming up, um, but I have been dropping hints for the next song that I'm doing. Um, and I'm going to drop one here because, hey, why not? Um, so for the next song, I've already said that it's getting back to the roots and there's not going to be any collaborators on it. Um, I am going to add that this is one of the first games ever to spawn a series within a series. And I'll leave it at that. Seriesception. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and with that, how should I say, how should I say the social media stuff today, Charlie? Quickly, um, slowly, Elmo-y. Uh, you, you Option should, three does not exist. You you should say it like a game show host. <laughs> a game show host. Mm-hmm. Do your best, Bob Barker. No, he's he's boring. I'll, I'll yeah, do, you know what? Him. Not the actual host. The guy standing behind the, the curtain. Announcer? Like the announcer. The announcer. Yeah, there you okay. Go. okay. 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 <laughs> Hang on. <coughs> okay. 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 So if you like what you hear, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Gamerhead Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Gamerhead Radio. I'm at Viking Games Live. He's at Sir Goatsworth. He's at T-E-K Charlie. We're on Google Plus. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on our own website. We're on Google Play with the Gamerhead Radio app, which is free. How much is it? It's free. <laughs> Not a single dime will be spent on that app if you decide to download it on your Android device. If you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason whatsoever, you can get a hold of us at email at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com. You can also call the official Gamerhead Radio hotline at 94926Gamer. I really didn't change voice for that. Because <laughs> that's where it comes from. You can get a hold of us with any questions, comments, concerns, quandaries, or conundrums, or complaints about GOAT, which doesn't exist anymore, thankfully. You gotta bring it back up. You're losing a little bit. I'm losing it! I'm not losing it! You're losing it! No whammy. Focus, focus. And with that, Gamerhead Radio is brought to you by Honda, who provided this free car! This has been Gamerhead Radio. What?
Charlie will one day learn not to turn off recording in between segments. <laughs> it is so much fun. I have dishonored my friends and family.